Action. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows to hopefully convince each other to like each other's favorite shows. Um, my name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live action dramas. And this week, I made Jesse watch a recent favorite of mine. It's a pretty new show. I only watched it recently, fell in love with it. Watched it, like, three times back-to-back, and I was like, Jesse, you have to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you'll like it, but I like it. Uh, It is a show called The Great North. There's, like, two seasons out right now. Although by the time this episode releases, maybe there'll be three seasons. That's really fast. Yeah, literally the second season ended, and then I was following their Twitter, and they were like, don't worry, new episode's coming out in six weeks. And I was like, that is such a fast turnaround. (laughs) How much of this did you take before you started to make it? Yeah, I don't know. They must have, like... I mean, they were clearly... Because season one only came out, like, I think in 2020? Okay. No, 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 well, no, no, no. 2021. Sorry. Oh, my God. I forgot what year I it is was now. Like, 2020 was a while ago. Now. No, no, no. 2021. And then season two was, like, end of 2021. Yeah, and then season three is going to be, like, March or something. Or February? No, March. I don't know. None of that's important. One of the months. (laughs) The point is, this is a show called The Great North. Did you know anything about it before I told you to watch it? I didn't know anything about it. I knew... I knew it was an adult cartoon, Mm -hmm. which... I am pretty much uh, indifferent to kids' cartoons. Like, I just don't watch them because it's not interesting to me. I don't watch adult cartoons because I really don't like them. <laughs> so that made me a little nervous. Yeah, that's... I, I was, I'm very curious what your opinion is of this show is going to be. Because I know you said you really don't like adult cartoons. And I also don't like most adult cartoons. But there's some that I really like. And this is one of them. Yes. And I think... I think I knew that uh, Nick Offerman, who's the voice actor who plays the dad, I think I knew he was in it. Okay, yes. Do you want to you just get into it? Do you want to just talk about what this show's about? Yeah, let's do it. So, The Great North. My very first note is just, his name is Beef? <laughs> <laughs> because I was reading the little description on Disney+, Plus and it was like, Beef's family, and I was like, Beef? (laughs) Yep, the dad of the family's name is Beef, and most of the kids also have interesting names. Yes, I... We'll talk about that. (laughs) So the theme song is kind of cute. The theme song gives you, like, a little introduction to the show, and it's about this family who lives in Alaska, and they have a lot of kids. So it starts with Beef outside. He's chopping some wood, and then he goes, like oh, I'm doing all these chores, and oh, wait, I forgot to look at the sunset in Alaska, (laughs) and it's so heavy on the exposition, and I'm like, why have you done this to me? (laughs) But he goes back inside, and he's making breakfast, and this little kid named Moon comes in, and Moon is maybe mm, 10. He's 10. Yeah, he's 10. There we go. I know someone's age. And Moon goes for the coffee, and he's like, oh my god, I'm 10. I can have coffee, which 
whatever. <laughs> we can talk about how the trope of little kids in adult cartoons who are like, mmm, coffee, mmm, I'm smart, is really annoying to me, but it's not important. Is that a trope? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a trope, but... Like, Stewie in Family Guy is the smartest person, and he's a baby, and I feel like Family Guy is my touch point for all adult cartoons. To be fair, I've never watched Family Guy, but from the internet knowledge I have of Family Guy, I feel like Moon is not nearly as annoying as Stewie. No, I don't think Moon is nearly as annoying as Stewie, but the moment Moon came in and was like, mmm, coffee, I was like, do we have to? Oh, fair. <laughs> This other kid comes in, and this kid's name is Ham, and he's <laughs> stupid as shit and kind of a stoner, and I love him. Oh my god. That, uh, that's, yes. He's not a stoner, but yes. He has that he has vibe. He has a stoner vibe. He does, he does. But just the idea of Ham being a stoner, he's, you don't really get it in this episode, but he's such a little, like, goody two-shoes kid, he would never... <laughs> He has a very stoner vibe in this episode. Yes, no, like, that's okay, fair. That kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ham comes down, and he's like, I had a good dream, and I didn't write down what this dream was about, but I know it was something weird. I think it was about eating ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he says he had a good dream. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And then Wolf comes in, and Wolf is with his fiance, whose name I don't have, but it's also weird. Her name is Honeybee. Honeybee, okay. I knew it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> so Wolf and Honeybee come down, and they're engaged, and they're talking about their wedding. And, okay, Honeybee says she wants her wedding to be based on Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But none of the reasons that it's insane are what she actually says. She's like, we're going to fill the mountain with sheep and everyone will be wearing jean jackets and all these famous people will be here. And I'm like, there is a joke here. The idea that you would base your wedding on Brokeback Mountain does have a joke in it. And this show does not find that joke. (laughs) And it actually makes me really mad because I feel like there could be a really good joke in there. And if you ever find it, everyone's going to think you ripped it off from this show that didn't make it. (laughs) That's such a funny way of putting that. (laughs) But, like, there is a joke in there. The idea that you would base your wedding off of this tragic gay love story when you are a not gay or at least i don't know wolf he could be bi but you are not in a same-sex relationship and you're gonna base your wedding off of this tragic story where one of the guys dies and i mean i feel like part of the joke is is that like you as the viewer knows that this is a tragic movie and she's just like yeah it'll be about sheep and denim jackets i feel like the joke is that she's not making the joke but i also agree that there could be another joke they could make there i don't know what the joke is but yeah it's one of those moments and i'll talk about this more later but there's moments in this show where there are things that logically to me are funny but the delivery is so flat that I'm just like, what What are you doing? <sighs> Interesting. 
So anyway, the dad, it's Judy's birthday and the mm-hmm. dad's like, it's her sweet 16. So we're going to go out on a boat as a family because that is what all 16 year old <laughs> girls want to do on their birthday. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever. Maybe they do. (laughs) And everyone's like, wait, where is Judy? And he says, Judy wanted to sleep in until 545, (laughs) which gave me big you working at Starbucks feels. (laughs) Honestly, yes. When I worked at Starbucks, 545 would have been sleeping in. (laughs) (laughs) The moment they said that, I was like, A, cursed. B, reminds me of Natasha. Oh, throwback. (laughs) Throwback. And Judy crawls out of bed, and she sits on the roof, and there's a big ghost Alanis Morissette in the sky, which, yeah, whatever. She talks to... <laughs> We're, I'm just, like, I'm not going to question it. We're, like, five minutes into the show at this point. Yeah. Alanis Morissette actually voices Alanis Morissette, the ghost, in this. It would actually be weirder if she didn't. <laughs> like... If there was this big ghost and they were like, this is Alanis Morissette, and they made that decision without making sure Alanis Morissette wanted to be in this show, uh, yeah, that would just be insane. I mean, they could have. They could have. It just would have been really weird. So Judy is talking to Alanis Morissette, and she's like, it's my birthday, and I'm a woman now, and I got a job at this photography studio, but she's afraid to tell her dad because she's like, my dad will freak out if I can't be on the boat every single day from, (laughs) well, not every single day, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 2 to 7. If I can't be on the boat, he'll freak (laughs) out, which for a while I didn't understand was her saying that's my shift at the photoshop I thought mm-hmm. she was saying like every week Tuesdays and Thursdays were on the boat from 2 to 7 <laughs> and if I get a shift at that time and can't be on the boat dad will freak out <laughs> I also sort of thought that the first time I watched it and I was like why does he only want her on the boat at those times and then I was like oh no he just wants her there all the time and that's when she's working at, at the photo studio <laughs> I just thought that was, like, their family boat time. <laughs> it like, could okay. be. It could be. Could be, like, doing uh, basketball lessons. Yeah. Boat lessons. I have a note here that's very off topic, but <laughs> this, like, big Alanis Morissette in the sky reminded me mm-hmm. of this kid's cartoon that... I have told people about this kid's cartoon a lot, mm-hmm. and... No one can tell me what it is, <laughs> but there's this kid's cartoon that's about, like, unicorns or something, and they go up to the top of this rock, and then there's this big gray unicorn in the sky, oh. and the animation of this just reminded me of that kid's cartoon. Huh. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> it low-key might have been, like, a weird dream I had a lot <laughs> as a kid, because I have told people about this cartoon a lot, and no one knows what it is. That's wild. Have you tried to Google it? I have, but I don't know the title. It's pretty hard yeah. to be like, kids cartoon about kids. unicorns with weird ghost <laughs> unicorn in the sky. I hope that someone listening to this knows what you're talking about. And if you do know, please message us. It's kind of like how... My default image of God is the old, uh, it's like this old Chinese man in that cartoon that's about the Siamese cat. 
Oh, yes. Whenever someone says God, I think of that man. I'm like, he's God. That's amazing. <laughs> he's not even God in the show. I don't know why my brain is like this. That's what it is. I love that. Now I'm going to imagine God as a big gray unicorn in the sky. Better, even. <laughs> Anyways, there's no big gray unicorns. No. There's no God. Yes. Also, also, Alanis Morissette's not supposed to be a ghost in this. It's not like she's dead. It's She's like... Judy's, like, imaginary friend, kind of. Yes, I, I didn't get that, but... <laughs> I assumed you got that, but from what I... Yeah. Just, if you're listening to the show, I'm not saying Alanis Morissette is dead in the show. Yeah. Which would be an even weirder poll to be like, hey, Alanis Morissette, do you want to be dead in our TV show? It would also be a very funny, like, presumably the show is supposed to be set in the modern age. It would be very funny if they were like, the one difference between this world and the real world is that Alanis Morissette is dead. (laughs) That's how you know that they're in an alternate timeline. Yes. Anyways... (laughs) One of the other things Judy says in the speech to Alanis Morissette is that her dad keeps telling them that their mom is dead, but their mom isn't dead, which this is the moment I'm talking about where this is very funny, and yet Judy delivers it in the most, like, monotone voice that I'm like, where where's the joke? Like, that is incredibly funny and fucked up, and she's just like... Yep, my dad thinks my mom is dead, and that's why I can't tell him about the photography studio. Okay, let's go downstairs now. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's so funny to me that you find the monotone less funny, because this show, and also, um, this show's very similar to the show Bob's Burgers. It's a lot of the same creators. It's very similar art style, very similar tone. And I really like Bob's Burgers as well. And Bob's Burgers also does the same thing where, like, Pretty much everything is delivered incredibly monotone, and that's, like, part of the joke. And I I feel like that adds to it, because no one's, like, I don't know, drawing attention to the joke. But, yeah, I guess also you you could not enjoy that. It's one thing to deliver a joke in a monotone. This show is delivering things that could potentially be jokes in a monotone. Like, they're not getting to the joke. And this one, they do eventually reach this joke, but the first time they say it, Judy's just like, yep, that's life, bye. And I'm like, sure, okay, bye. Fair. So Judy finally comes downstairs and she's like, I made this yard art and her dad is like, great, I'm going to put it on the fridge because apparently Judy is five and not 16. It's not important to the entire show. And then this is where they actually hit this joke because they're about to eat and the dad goes, let's have a moment of silence for your mother. And that broke me. That is very funny. Like This woman is not dead, bro. Also, telling your kids that their mom is dead and not that she ran away. All the kids know this is a lie, but if they didn't, that would be so severely fucked up. It would be. It's also wild that, like, they do know. (laughs) Like, they're, like, completely fine with it. They're like, okay, whatever. Dad is insane. Moving on. (laughs) Dad's name is Beef. You can't expect a lot from a man named Beef. That's true. So all of a sudden, there's this moose in the other room. It just kind of appears. (laughs) And 
It has balloons that say sexy on it because it got mixed up in the happy 16 balloons the dad had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moon wants to ride the moose and the fiancés <laughs> are arguing about whether or not the moose is cute or handsome, which is why I was like, mm, the wolf seems a little bi. Yeah, specifically, they're comparing the moose to Jason Momoa and talking about whether Jason Momoa is cute or handsome. That's true. She's, like, big and cute like Jason Momoa. And he's like, well, I would say more ruggedly handsome. Yeah, Wolf has uh, a big bisexual energy in this show. (laughs) Proud of him. So the moose goes outside and they chase after him. And then the moose goes through the guest house and destroys... All of their mom's things slash kind of steals. It's weird. It's a moose. And then the moose (laughs) runs into the forest. And there's this big dramatic moment where they all stop outside the forest to stop chasing them. And the dad is like, oh, no, I've lost my white things. And they're all hedging around the fact that the mom's definitely not dead. (laughs) So the dad is sad. And then he goes away. And the kids have this little family meeting. Where they're like, Judy, you can't tell dad about your new job because he's already so distraught. So you can't do that. And they talk about how much their mom sucks and how it's actually better (laughs) their mom is gone because she was terrible and she named the dog Grandma so she could say she left the kids with Grandma. (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes in this episode. It's pretty good. And the thing is, the mom does sound like she sucks. The dad also sucks. <laughs> he is a bad father. And no! I understand. No, here's the thing. I understand he is written this way because it is the joke of his character. And you have to give, like, sitcom characters and comedy characters a bit of a buffer to be terrible because from that terribleness comes a lot of jokes. But Mm -hmm. in real life, this man who told you that your mom is dead, instead of saying that she left you, and then spends the entire day of your birthday sulking over your mom's lost things and trying to, like, force you to spend all of your time with him because he has some weird hang-up about the fact that if his kids don't spend all their time with him, then he's failed to keep the family together. (laughs) Awful father. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. He gets, he gets some character development, though. (laughs) I really like Beef. His name is Beef, and so again, you can't expect much of a man named Beef. (laughs) Oh, Beef. The fiancés also reveal in this family meeting that they want to move into the guest house, but Wolf also doesn't want to confront his dad because they're all scared of the dad, which again... I mean, to be fair, they're not scared of their dad like they think he's going to do something bad. They're scared of- they're, they don't want to make their dad sad. <laughs> okay, but having to tiptoe around your parents' feelings for any overdramatic reaction, it doesn't have to be anger. It's still not, like, a great way to raise your kids. Yeah, that's- that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm dragging parenting skills in a comedy. I should move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like- If this was a drama, it would be like, this is so bad. But, like, yeah, it is a comedy. (laughs) But I don't know. You know, it's fair. (laughs) Don't raise your kids this way, I guess. Don't use this as a guide for parenting. (laughs) As you were all going to do. (laughs) 
I'm sure everyone who watched the show was like, time to take notes about how to raise my children. <laughs> I think that's a totally accurate reaction to the show as a whole. Yeah, who who watches cartoons for any reason other than parenting advice, honestly? I can't think of another reason. No, I'm pretty sure that's the only one. Yeah. So, moving on to good parenting advice. They're going to the boat for her sweet 16 because, again, if you have a 16-year-old daughter, get her on a boat. Mm-hmm. And the dad wants to ca- take a quick tea tour to the mall to get Judy's gift, and they all freak out, which I understand this is a small little town in Alaska, but I worked at the mall for many years and went to the mall many times without anyone ever acknowledging that I worked there. I mean, yes, but also small town, and also it's a cartoon. <laughs> It's a small town shirt. She hasn't even started her job yet, okay? (laughs) I'm just saying, once they reveal that they are going to the place that she will be working, that is a reason to worry, but they freak out just at the mention of mall. Yes, that's fair. (laughs) Okay. But also, like, just just don't go inside with your dad. (laughs) It's a... He probably wants them to come. I mean, yeah, I guess they could have done a whole bit about, like, no, we're going to stay out here, actually. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There there are ways around this problem. And instead, (laughs) they're like, we're going to prevent him from going to get this gift that he probably already paid for. He didn't already pay for it, but most framing services would have made you do that in advance. So he was going to go get it. Yes. One of the ways they distract him is one of the kids points out a potted plant and is like, oh, look at this potted plant. And Beav is like, no, this is tragic. We're going to get you out of here, buddy. And he just picks up the potted plant. And it's so adorable. (laughs) I love Beef. Look, maybe he is not good at parenting, but I love him. I must save this potted plant. (laughs) poor boy it's probably fake like no one is going around the mall watering plants (laughs) maybe there's only one plant so only one person has to water the one plant okay good Uh, otherwise there'd be so many plants to steal that should be a whole episode of the show they should just go around the mall stealing all the plants that would be i would love that that'd be a great episode season three beef steals all the plants in the mall that's a free idea for you great north producers (laughs) writers if you're listening to this which you obviously are yeah clearly (laughs) clearly (laughs) so judy was gonna run ahead to like stop their dad or distract him or something i'm not really sure what the plan is but she gets distracted by the cute smoothie shop boy who she starts flirting with and he doesn't know her name and (laughs) Doesn't distract the dad. So the dad goes into the photo place and he gets a picture and he's flirting with the owner. And the moment the owner opened her mouth, I knew that this was going to be a romantic thing because (laughs) the voice actor of the owner of the Photoshop is Nick Offerman's wife. I did not know that. She has a very distinctive voice. The moment she started talking, I was like, oh, this is his wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of adorable. It was great. So they're flirting, although saying that repeatedly... Yeah, yeah. Saying that repeatedly saying 69 is flirting physically pains me, 
but because of the way this is acted and happening, it's obviously flirting. I mean, I would say flirting is generous. It's more that <laughs> Allison, the lady at the Photoshop, is a very weird person and Beef is a very awkward person. <laughs> and so they're having a very awkward moment about the number 69. <laughs> but he keeps, like, think- leading into it. Yeah, I think they both think it's flirting, but anybody watching them is is not. <laughs> that is not flirting. No, it's not flirting, and don't do this to people. <laughs> but the show wants you to think that they are attracted to each other and mean to be flirting. <laughs> They're trying. They're attempting to flirt and just doing the thing that is the reason I don't like adult cartoons, which is repeatedly saying 69 and thinking that's a joke. (laughs) So the whole family almost gets out of the store unscathed, but of course they don't, and the manager mentions Judy's shift. So Judy tells her dad about the job, and he freaks out and he wanders into a broken elevator, which... (laughs) isn't important at all. In the next scene, they're just suddenly in the car, and I'm like, okay, moving on. Yeah, I noticed that this time, because I've watched this a few times, and I, I guess I just didn't really notice, but this time around, I was like, oh yeah, they didn't resolve anything about the elevator. <laughs> he just kind of goes into the elevator, and then it's weird, because later in the episode, he is trapped somewhere, and it's like, you you set up a trap earlier that you didn't use, and then made a new trap? Yeah. (laughs) It's a weird way to write a show, but it's fine. Yeah. So Beef is being passive-aggressive in the car, and they go to the boat, and they have this little party, but the dad can't light the match, so he's being passive-aggressive about the match not doing what he wants, like the kids aren't doing what he wants. And Judy says she's going to quit her job because... Okay, I was about to say because the dad is so upset, but what I actually wrote in my notes is because the dad is being awful. And Wolf tells her not to give up on things that are important to her, and then just piles on and is like, like, it's important that me and Honeybee live in the guest house. And I'm like, (laughs) weird choice of moment, but fine. (laughs) And then Ham goes, I'm gay. And Moon says, we know, you've come out to us a bunch of times. Which really got me. That's very good. <laughs> yes. I That moment really got me the first time I watched it. I was like, oh. You're like, so oh, good. he's coming out. And then it was like, no. <laughs> no, we all know. <laughs> I feel like that's who I am as a person. I love that it's not just like, yeah, we know, like, we could tell. It's like, no, you've told us before and you just somehow forgot. (laughs) That is also very good because often it's like, we know, we support you, but no, you've told us this several times. And he's like, oh, thank you for being an ally. (laughs) Oh, I would die for that boy. I love him. He's not it. Like, I feel like Ham doesn't do very much in this episode, but Ham is great. He's so good in this show. He's... (laughs) 10 out of 10 stars. (laughs) Good boy. So dad freaks out and he goes away and he rows away from the boat and they come back in the actual boat and go to the house and figure out that the dad went after the moose, but he laid fake tracks so his kids couldn't follow him, which is overdramatic, but sure. (laughs) So everyone goes out 
to search for him, and they're supposed to set off these flare guns if they find him, but Hammond's just setting his off for fun because he's a stoner. And <laughs> I don't care that he's goody two-shoes. He's a stoner in my heart. No, that's so funny. I never thought of it that way, but as soon as you said that, Ham is like the most not a stoner but is a stoner character. <laughs> he really is. He just, he hits that comedy vibe. He absolutely does. So the dad is in the forest and he falls down this little cliff and breaks his foot. And he's talking about how his wife or God or whatever should give him a sign if he should keep waiting for his wife. And he's using the flares of science. And luckily Ham stops when he's like, should I be waiting for my wife to come back anymore? So there's not another flare. Because <laughs> if there was... I mean, that would be the joke, but fine. <laughs> I feel like this show sometimes really ignores the comedy rule of threes in ways that, like, just just drive me a little crazy. <laughs> so Judy finds Beef, and he's still being overdramatic. And this is the thing where he's like, I need to keep this family together. And if you have a job at the mall, I'm not doing that, which isn't what a job is, but fine. He's learning that in this episode. I guess, but it's a stupid <laughs> thing to have to learn when you're a 40-year-old man. Aww. And then he says, I died doing what I loved, being your dad. Which is very sweet, except he literally didn't die being their dad. He died going after a moose that stole his ex-wife's bikini because he's so <laughs> fucked up he thinks she's dead. And none of those things I just said qualify under the category of being your dad. Unless he is the moose's dad. <laughs> That's the secret plot. The secret uh, subtext of this episode. He's the moose's dad. Sure, fine. He <laughs> That's what he meant. I was being a dad to that moose. Yeah. And then Judy finally says she knows their mom isn't dead and that she left because she had an affair, which, again, I feel like this joke could have lasted a long time, but fine. They got over it. Yeah. I did, when this show started, think that the thing about the mom being dead and him not admitting it was going to be more of like a long-term joke yeah and like in the one hand i feel like it would have been funny to keep it going but on the other hand i kind of like that they resolved it in the first episode so that beef can grow as a character and not just be hung up on this for the entire rest of the show that's fair because if he was this man for the whole show i don't know how you would watch it yeah i honestly think i would like the show less because i mean we'll talk about this more but like I do think Beef is a better character after this episode. I mean, that's fair. And I definitely, I'm not at the end of this yet, but I definitely get the <laughs> vibe from this pilot that this is a show that just kind of has a eh, pilot, but might be better as a show, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I think so. So anyways, Judy tells him that she knows the mom isn't dead. And she also says that the mom didn't leave because of him. If he was this clingy while they were together, that's probably not true. 
Ooh, harsh. <laughs> well, it's just, it's less about him and it's more about the fact that from what we know of her, she seems incredibly flighty and maybe kind of goes off without thinking and isn't there. And if she was with someone who is really clingy, it just doesn't feel like a relationship that ever would have worked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I like, oh, I'm so... There is no episode so far that is this, but I really hope that there's an episode eventually that's like a flashback to when Beef and Kathleen were together, because I want to see that interaction between who Beef is as a person and who Kathleen is as a person. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everyone finally comes to this cliff and sees that he's down there. Uh, but the moose comes up behind him and they push every, and he kind of like pushes everyone down the cliff and then everyone's standing in the cliff except for a moon who's up in a tree and moon jumps down and he grabs the bikini off the moose. And what I didn't tell you earlier is that moon wants to ride a moose. And after he grabs this bikini, he says, I told you I could ride a moose. And I had to rewind this because I was like, was I looking at my phone when he was riding the moose? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. He he literally jumps down from the trees, like snatches this bikini, is maybe on the moose's back for like a split second and then falls to the ground. Yes, that is absolutely true. He does not ride that moose. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there was a longer sequence there when they originally wrote the episode. They cut it down, but he does not ride that moose. Maybe he's a 10-year-old and he's just an idiot. Like That's, you know, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, this is apparently enough to make the moose go away, despite the fact that the moose was just being very aggressive a second ago, but whatever. Yeah, look, the moose is not really the important part of this episode. <laughs> it's the title of the episode, but fine. <laughs> yeah, but it really, you know, the... <laughs> It's the there. heartwarming family things that we're here for. Because the dad Beef is actually the moose's dad, so it is about the moose. Oh, that's true. The <laughs> moose is part of the family. Aww. Aww. So we're back in the house, and the dad digs a little grave for the mom's stuff, and one of these things is a goodbye letter the mom wrote, and it just says, smell you later, and has some penises drawn on it, which... Again, is an adult cartoon thing I'm not fond of. And <laughs> it's just such a cheap and easy joke. That's fair. <laughs> and they all resolve their little problems at the gravesite and are like, yes, you can have the job and you can move into the guest house and it's fine and our family is good. Which kind of made me think of when you were talking about Mary Happy Whatever, how fast they resolve all their problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and just like with very, very happy whatever i was like i would take a show where people unrealistically easily resolve their problems over a show that drags out their problems for many many seasons any day <laughs> there you go so that's the whole show mm -hmm. well the pilot episode that's not yes. the entire <laughs> that's the entire show <laughs> that's the entire show i just recap the entire show for you in 38 minutes <laughs> yep it's one episode long <laughs> that Sure, makes sense to me. Yeah, that sure that sure is the pilot episode. Um, we've kind of talked about this as we talked about the summary, but what did you what did you think? What did you think of it? Yeah, I feel like I've said most of this, but I felt that it I felt that it was a pilot that just doesn't hit the mark, which I think is something 
a lot of pilots do. Pilots have a lot of exposition to get through, so often you need to watch two or three episodes of a show to really get somewhere, especially in shorter shows. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one definitely has that vibe. I feel like it wasn't pushing its jokes hard enough, which is a weird thing because you don't want to get hit over the head with a joke. Like, a joke Mm -hmm. should be funny because it's there. But I feel like the writers of this show thought of concepts that were funny and then didn't write a joke. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So that's what I thought of it. I would be very curious to have you watch a couple more episodes of the show and see what you think. Because I agree, like, I I like the pilot, but I don't think it's the best episode of the show. The pilot rarely is. Yeah. And I think that, like, they did do a lot of, like, setting up the characters and who they are and what they're going to be doing. Like, they did, and whereas, like, the rest of the show gets to be more just, like, a funny scenario or yeah. you know like yeah i mean you basically said it like yeah i think i think it's a little expositiony it's a little like some of the jokes don't land i feel like you get a good sense of the vibe of the show from the pilot but yeah i i think um if you're like a little bit on the fence from the pilot i would watch a few more episodes and see if you like it the second episode is quite good i like the second episode <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah what do you think I mean, what do you think happens in the rest of the show? It's it's not a super plot-heavy show, but... I think that they figure out the moose is Beef's long-lost son, and they go and rescue the moose from the forest, and then they have a moose as part of their family, and he sits at the dinner table and learns how to talk and wakes up at 5.30 in the morning because he's not allowed to sleep in until 5.45. <laughs> <laughs> okay, serious guess. God, imagine if the actually rest of the show was just about this moose. I'm pretty sure this moose is the most important character of the show. I'm willing to wager money on it. <laughs> Literally, I don't think the moose is in any other episode. Tragedy. I'm I can't watch it then. Ugh, maybe season three. Season three, the moose comes back. The moose comes back. The moose is his long lost son, and they've been forgetting <laughs> about him. That's so sad. They have another brother, and they're ignoring him. Yeah, and his name could be like Steak or something. <laughs> moose Steak. <laughs> moose Steak. <laughs> the fact that that sounds so much like a pun on mistake, and it'd be his like illegitimate love child. <laughs> God, that, we should write. We should write this. We need to write season three. We already know there's going to be an episode where Beef steals all the plants from the mall, yes. and an episode where he finds out the moose is his long lost son. Yep, and an episode, flashback episode of his relationship with his wife. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what actually happens? He eventually dates the Photoshop girl, and I'm sure Judy is up in his business and like I think dad likes my boss so we should try to set him up and I think the concept of five how many kids do they have I'm gonna guess five there's there's four kids plus wolf's fiance so like if you count the fiance there's five but she's not their kid obviously see I'm good at math (laughs) (laughs) 
the concept of like five different people being in on a setup is actually very funny to me (laughs) because normally these kinds of things are two people and two people is enough to make it kind of a disaster. So if you had five people trying to like secretly set you up with someone... (laughs) That would be very funny. And also, this is my new dating show concept. It's (laughs) just Queer Eye, except they only are trying to secretly set you up with, like, your best friend or something. (laughs) So you have five gay men just, like, harassing you to date your best friend. (laughs) Uh, I've watched that. It's a hidden camera show, too. You don't know you're on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. You just think you all of a sudden have found five gay best friends. <laughs> wow, who are these new people? They're definitely, oh, they're trying to make me and my best friend date. This is great. I love friendship and not being on a reality show. <laughs> also, I think it would be an even funnier show if it was your children setting you up. Yes, but who has five children? <laughs> yeah. So any the only people allowed on the show are people with five children who have to set you up with your best friend. So you have to have five children and be divorced or widowed uh-huh. or I guess just like a man who had five children, five different women is also fine. There's there's not very many episodes of the show because it's very hard to find candidates for it. <laughs> I feel like if we were on TLC, we could find candidates. TLC has all these, like, big families of 20 people. That's true. TLC could find us five kids. That's nothing to them. (laughs) TLC's like, five kids? That's a Friday night. We don't care about five fucking kids. Come back to us when you're 18. God, I hate reality TV so much. (laughs) Anyways. Anything else do you think happens other than that they set up their dad? I hope Ham has a boyfriend, but I hope his boyfriend is, like, literally a pig. And then he has to come to terms with the fact that his name is Ham and he's in love with a pig. (laughs) I love that. That's my last prediction. (laughs) Um, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, sure. They do try to set up their dad, but not actually with the photo lady. They try to set him up just like they take him to like a mingle, singles mingle. Singles, singles mingle. mingle. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I like about. singles mingle. <laughs> I, do, I do think you're trying to say speed dating, but... <laughs> it's not really speed dating. It's just like a... It's actually like a meat raffle, but also oh. a place for singles to meet each other. I mean, he is meat. He's beef. Yeah. And then he meets this other lady named Del, who I really like. But then they kind of don't end up together. And then later, I honestly had completely forgotten, like, when I first watched this show, that there was that, like, flirting, quote unquote, <laughs> scene with the with the boss, Allison. Because, like, beef and Allison don't interact again for quite a while. And then when they do, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they were supposed to have, like, kind of some chemistry. And then it it, it kind of goes places. But, like... They do some other stuff with Beef before they bring back the... His wife. The photo shoot lady. Yeah. And speaking of Ham getting a boyfriend, let's go to guess my favorite ship. Ham and his pig boyfriend. Ham does get a boyfriend. He's not a pig. It's a pig named Human. Named oh, Human God, Meat. No. Oh, God, What's no. What's the name of, like, a cooked human flesh? Because Ham isn't really a pig. It's a cooked flesh. People, it's... 
I think the name is Long Pork. There you go. So it's a pig <laughs> named Long Pork. Pig and Pork is also a pig, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. It's no, <laughs> <a> human. <laughs> Dang. This is kind of a spoiler, I guess. This is not very a plotty show, so it's not a big spoiler. He ends up dating the hot guy at the mall that Judy has a crush on. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> and the that episode is so good because Judy is trying so hard to ask about this guy and he so clearly has a crush on her brother and she just like doesn't get it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's very such good. Such a good episode. The guy's name is Crispin and Ham and Crispin is such a cute ship. They're both so dumb. <laughs> But they're very adorable together. That's very funny. Honestly, if you only watch one episode of the show, watch the episode where Ham and Crispin get together, because it's so good. No, we're not watching the pilot anymore. We're just watching Ham and Crispin. <laughs> we're just watching that episode. I think it's episode, like, five or something. It's very good. It's the one about the school dance. And that also ties into, um, I guess, the canon gaze which is not really a guess at this point. It's Ham, it's Crispin, it's mm-hmm. Wolf, who has big bisexual vibes. I don't care if it's canon. <laughs> okay, yes. This is the, the other thing I wanted to say. So yes, obviously Ham is gay, um, and Crispin. I mean, I guess Crispin could be bi. I don't know. Crispin He's is his queer. Well, yes. They, okay, there's a lot of jokes in this show about Wolf talking about celebrities being, male celebrities being hot. <laughs> big bisexual energy. And there's also a lot of jokes in the show about Judy talking about girls being hot. And I'm like, by the end of the show, are all of the kids in this family going to be queer? I hope so. Um, honestly, I feel like they are actually building up to Judy being bi. There's, like, a several... Because with, ha- with Wolf, it's mostly just, like, jokes about, oh, celebrities are hot. But, like, I feel like Judy is going to have an actual character arc where she comes out. And I'm very curious to see if that happens. I hope she comes out and Ham is like, wait, you've told us this already. And she's like, no, that was you. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> Hire me to write this show. Yes, let Jesse write season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good show. I really, I think that, that, I really like that they just like, straight up episode one, they're like, Ham is gay. And it comes up sometimes. It's not like in every episode, but it's very much like, it's just a plot point. It's good. I wish it was a recurring joke that was in every single episode. He just comes out. Like, everyone else is having drama, and in the middle of every piece of drama, he just comes out, and everyone's like, what? I, that would be so good. That would be very good. I hope they bring it back at some point. I hope that we get a call back to that. <laughs> <laughs> he just forgets he's come out. God. He, like, has a boyfriend. He's, like, literally there with Crispin, and he's like, guys, I have to tell you something. <laughs> Oh, I also didn't ask who my favorite character is. I feel like I might have made that obvious already. Ham? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I honestly love the whole family. I think all the characters in this are very good. Ham is too OP. He's too good. Ham, he's so good. There's an episode where Ham joins a punk band and he feels bad about being, like, a naughty punk kid. And, like, the (laughs) worst thing he does is, like... They, like, spray paint the word poop on a wall, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so bad, <laughs> and he feels really guilty about it. It's a very funny episode. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, final question. Would you keep watching this show? I don't think I would. I, <sighs> like, I can feel from this pilot that this show is better than its pilot, 
Mm-hmm. But I was so bored. <laughs> this show is like <laughs> 25 minutes, probably not even. And I was like six minutes into it and I was like, how much of this is left? Like, this is so long. And then I paused it and I was like, wow, really? This has just started? Wow. Well, I mean, to be fair, you liked it more than I thought. Well, I actually really didn't know how you would feel about it, but I was like, she might really hate it considering how much you said you hate adult cartoons. <laughs> so you didn't really hate it. So that's something. No, it could have been much worse. But I think, like, I do think that there's better episodes than the pilot, but I also think that if you were that bored watching the pilot, you would not like the rest of the show because it is similar enough to the pilot that, like, yeah, you would have to at least kind of like the pilot to want to keep watching the show. I've watched the show, like, three times. I never rewatch shows, so that gives you an idea of where I'm at, but... I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Honestly, you could have you could have hated it more. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised actually you didn't mention the art style of this show. Oh if, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite. It's fine. I feel like the art style kind of like immediately prejudiced me against the show because it's kind of the art style that every adult cartoon is in. Yeah, I. I it's yeah the like adult cartoon quote-unquote art style is not my favorite it's fine i i enjoy the characters and the story of the show enough that i don't really care what it looks like but like yeah i don't love the art style but i would still rather look at it than look at a bunch of really really boring generic white actor men i mean this is a bunch of (laughs) white actor cartoon men but that's but at least they're more interesting to look at okay do you want to know what you're watching next week Yes, I do. I have no idea. You are watching Good Girls. Oh, you've talked about this before. That's the one. Wait, I won't say anything about it. We'll no, see go ahead. Week, what? 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 Oh, I was just going to say, that's the one about the middle-aged women who, like, get into dealing drugs or something? Yes. I mean. All right. Yeah, I guess they do deal drugs at one point. That's fair. <laughs> They don't start dealing drugs. They won't be dealing drugs in the pilot. Oh, okay. That's all I know about it. So who knows what happens in the pilot? Yes, it's... I love this show. I don't think you will like it. (laughs) Okay. So... Great. Good girls. That's our show. You can email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com. You can tweet us or follow us on Instagram at epiphaniespod. You can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, and we will read them one of these days. <laughs> you might have to wait a little while, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We promise we'll get there. Bye. Oh, wait. I didn't say our fucking crotch phrase. <laughs> you would have remembered to say it, dear listener, because you are smarter than both of us combined. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I want to hear you insult a random white man I think is hot. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. What? One of these days.